Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bulletin Podcast. I'm Moose Monster. I'm Jen Neb. Generous. Generous. Hey Jen, where we at? We are downtown in Brush, Colorado at the soon-to-be super beautiful Brush Emporium. It's actually crazy. They have done a lot of work on this building since we've been It's uh, amazing. Gone. We're in thrones today, you guys. <laughs> I pointed out we're... Rolling in and got nice I chairs. Can't, I can't remember Gilmore City got these chairs, but they are super comfortable, man. They so, are. But they're, it's going to be awesome. They're going to have pizza here, ice cream. They're going to have a bunch of uh, vendors. It's so, Anthony, what this place is going to be is uh, people who can't afford a building for their business, a, rick, a brick and mortar building, you can rent space in here to sell your goods or whatever you do for a living. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a, such a great idea. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing, man. It is great concept, and uh, what I like about these stores is the variety. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of variety. Because you can always come in and find something. Well, always for ourselves or somebody else. Right, and so. just the pizza alone. So that's right. You had me a pizza. <laughs> you had me a pizza and ice cream. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. I dream right there. I'll be living here. So. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Bullhawker Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, what we do is we have a guest come on. This guest is going to tell three stories about their life. Now, here's the kicker. Two of these stories are true. One is either borrowed, made up, or partially made up. Now, our guest today is Mr. Anthony Bolin. How are you, Ann? Doing good, man. Yeah, Happy Anthony and I work, for, work together for now. Anthony's going on to greener pastures. so. Well, we hope they're greener, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, I know Anthony is the little guy who should talk shit at night. That's what he is. He's uh, he comes in and talks shit. That's uh, that was actually part of my job description. Uh, bully men that are older than me. So uh, that's what I, I do. Love it. <laughs> like it's on my resume. I have to stick up with it. I'm like the new kid talks a lot of shit. <laughs> But you can't no. hit him because you'll feel bad for punching a 16 year old. So. Now, what, what generation do you come out of? Are you a Gen Zer? I didn't eat Tide Pods, so. How old are you? 25. I was born in 98. Okay, so, so you're uh, a millennial. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. That, he's actually yeah. been in the Army. He's a millennial Army yeah, guy. Yeah, thank yeah. you for your service. Thanks yes. for the sport. Yeah, yeah thank you for no, the service. No, I was just trying to get a, a guesstimate is, uh, yeah, what what level are we at? Because I, that was great. Bullying uh, the older dudes. 1998. <laughs> he does talk a lot of shit, this one. Uh, 1998, I was drunk in a bar. The year you were born. So you? 1998. Oh, my goodness. I was, like, well into my career. I was almost having babies. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, yeah, I was doing hair and living the dream in right. Denver. I don't remember those years. We'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, 98 a bit blurry. You know what I mean? So that, it, That's fair. It's a good year. It's a good year to be born. So. Huh? I mean, 97 was also kind of blurry, which is why you might have been conceived in 97. It was a lot of drinking going on. I was pushing you know, 30, I, so... I've met my parents? Yeah, it's that's probably the case. <laughs> I've met my parents. <laughs> I mean, they raised me as well. I'm, I'm familiar with them. You know what I mean? We've, we, we've seen each other in passing. We know, know so. each other. Yeah. Would you have been friends with your parents if you were all the same age when you were in high school? I would not have been friends with my own child. I think with my mom. Her and I would have been friends... Just because that's where I get my attitude and most of my personality. Gotcha. And because she's, you know, I love her to death. But she's an asshole, and so <laughs> am I. So. What's your mom's name? Uh, Crystal. What's up, Crystal? What is up, Crystal? Is she from? You from here? Yeah, we're uh, from Fort Morgan, actually. Crystal who? Uh, Araujo. No. Yeah. I always love it because most of the time I went to high school with your parents. What's your dad's name? 
yeah. uh, Steve Boland, but he grew up in uh, South Dakota. Oh, what's up, Steve? That's all right. So you don't you don't know Crystal? Nope. I know a lot of Arajos though. There's a there's a lot of Arajos yeah. around here. Yeah, it's big family, good family. Are you guys related to Arajos and Brush or no? I'm not even sure. No. I mean, it's, it's kind of with, with her side of the family. We're kind of separated, so gotcha. There's gotcha. a few that we still talk to and hang out with, but other than that, it's pretty segregated. All right, all right. Before I forget to ask you though, uh, we got three stories, Anthony. And so what we do is two are true and one's of the bullhucker. Not without going into great detail. Uh, it's either borrowed, partially made up, or all the way made up. Which one is it? Don't go into a lot of detail. Is it half true, half false, all the way false, or did you borrow from somebody? Or is it a mixture of all? It's a mixture of all of them. Okay, that's and it. And when we do the reveal, you'll see okay. why it's the mixture. So. Okay. Oh, it's going to be a fun trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony brought this up a while ago. That's why I respect it because he, he has to come on. So that's uh, a lot of people have to talk you into it. Some some people have balls. They're just like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll come on. Speaking of trifecta, we have a bet to settle tonight. Oh, I got 20 bucks for you, huh? You sure do. You fucking cheats. Go Chiefs. So much twice. Twice I've lost to her so far. Your mom enjoyed the, po- the comedy show, though. She she came and talked to me after. So It was the first time she'd ever seen me perform when I called her. And I'm like, was I funny? Did you think I was funny? And she's like, I thought you were funny. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times she's like, why would you say that? And I'm always like, Mom, have we met? Like, have you and I met? She was the one that's been divorced four times? Yeah. Good for her, man. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day, so I always have a shirt that says Cupid can kiss my ass to whoever's been divorced the longest. Did you see I ended up with it? Yeah, no, I seen you wearing it, yeah. Uh, but Ann Hergen Raider uh, said 29 years, and I was like, and she's like, I've been with this guy for 20 years. I'm like, we're the same age. 47, dude. So I was like, where's the math add up there, Ann? I love you, but Ann, where's the math add up? That is a common core overlap, folks, right there. Don't do that math. Your mom's all, four times I've been divorced, and everybody start clapping like, that's impressive. That's good when for I you, When I heard mom. her shout it out, I just thought, Fifth time's a Oh, no, Evelyn. <laughs> there won't be a fifth time. Actually, it's the first time I met her. She was pretty cool. I really liked her. And I love my yeah. mother. Hello, mommy, I love you. What's up, Evelyn Hall? Yeah, lots of fun. She's a good lady. Right. All right. Well, we got three great stories. Jen, you want to read them off? Yes. We have uh, barracks rappelling, riding in a trunk, and how we all got arrested at a barbecue. (laughs) I got to tell you, uh, this is one of those things where I don't think that's how you spell rappelling, but I don't know the right answer on how to spell rappelling. I don't either. Yeah, and I'm going to Google it as soon as I get to my... <laughs> that's what you need to, it does, it's one of those things that doesn't look right. You know what I mean? But I Siri can't, couldn't but, help me earlier. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> no. it, was, it wasn't a word when I was young. So Rappelling? Nobody, no, no, nobody heard about rappelling. Were you, <laughs> were you rappelling about? in gym class? Yes. Mr. Sexton's teaching you to rappel down a wall. I never heard about repelling until I saw Stripes. Really? Mr. Sexton where? Huh? In Fort Morgan? Yeah. He was my gym teacher in like the third grade. He was my gym teacher in Damn third old. grade. Seriously. Leroy Needs was our, our high school uh, gym teacher for years and years. They just He's 90 now. They just uh, retired him at uh, the high school. He, I think they named the gym after him. Oh, Leroy Needs. What's up, Leroy? And I was watching. But, uh, good I dude. love it. Yeah, good t- dude. Tim moved to the Ukraine, and they just had to escape the Ukraine. Huh. The the teacher? Yeah. No, sh- is he from there? No, I don't know why they moved there. <laughs> he was from South Dakota, so 
He's from South Dakota. He was my sister's coach, you know, the whole nine. So he's pretty involved in. Yeah, he was cross-country coach, gym teacher, all that. Really? Yeah, and when he retired, I mean, everyone was heartbroken. He was a great guy, you know. Right. Could really He could get along with any parents, any kids, whatever. But then, yeah, they're like, he's like, yeah, I'm retiring. I'm going to South Dakota. Go sit on a lazy boy and do nothing all day. Not a boy. So, I mean, that's, he's like, that's like, a dream. Like JT, right? Yeah. JT's moving to Montana, he tells us, and he's going to have a shotgun point at anybody who walks to the house and just live by himself forever. That's the plan, right? Yeah, but he, he's been trying to retire since I started a year and a half ago, so he, <laughs> we don't know. Okay, JT, slow your roll, huh? Yeah, what's up, JT? He's a good dude. So, All right, three stories. You named them off. Uh, do you want to pick first or do you want me to pick first? You pick first. Because you picked first last time. That's right. With all Mr. Machuca. Uh, Bearing running in a trunk. There's always one I want to hear the most, Anthony, so I'm going to save that until the last. I'm going to go with uh, barracks repelling. Okay, so, I mean, as we uh, as we talked about briefly, I did serve in the Army uh, from 2016 to 2019. And um, one thing you need to note about people in the military is they do really dumb shit, especially on your day off. So okay. uh, it was normal normal Friday. Me and a couple of my buddies got off work, and they're like, oh, let's, let's go party. We're going to puke and rally. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to. I'm going to relax. Right. So I go to my barracks room. I take a shower, grabbed a snack, you know, took a nap. I woke up about eh, 6 p.m. And, you know, this is an hour, two hours later. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up and I walk out. And the way it's set up like a, like a motel, right. so to speak. So you got three levels. We're on the third floor. And I walk out my door and got all my buddies that I work with and friends that I've made sitting to the right and left of me in lawn chairs, smoking and joking. You know, they're just, everybody has their own case of beer. You know, my buddy's got his case right. of fucking piss water Bud Light. Sorry if you like that. <laughs> and uh, right. he's got that next to him. He's like, hey, come over. Let's have a beer. I was like, all right. So we started drinking a couple of beers, and uh, I decided that the best thing to do would, let's start bullshitting. Let's start doing dumb shit. Right. Because that, that's where your mind goes after you've had a few. Of you know? course. Of Especially course. at 18 years old. So. Uh, of course, dude. Uh, so we start brainstorming. We're like, well, what can we do? What can we do? So we're going to fast forward to about 8 p.m. And staff duty was doing their barracks checks. And staff duty is basically just there to ensure that nobody is doing what we're doing. Right? They're, everybody's complying and everybody's... Uh, it's like MP. Is it like an MP almost or no? The RA of the college storm. Yeah, it's more like an RA, right? Okay, okay. And they already hate their life because they have to pull a 24-hour duty, you know, and watch right. a bunch of quote-unquote adults. Right. So right. Uh, he comes up and he's doing his checks. And me being 18 years old, I kind of take my beer and set it down next to my buddy. And he's like, well, what are you guys doing? I'm just uh, smoking a few cigarettes and... You know, talking shit to each other. What else do you do? All right. And he's like, all right. Well, you guys have a good night. And he makes his way down to the other end of the building and walks down the stairs. Waited out about... No booze is loud, even if you're over 21. So... I, I don't know. So there is, but if you're under the underage, you know, you're not supposed to be drinking. Okay, so you can bring booze onto a military... Base yeah, if I mean, you are of age, yeah, I, just, I had to ask because I'm ignorant. Okay, go on. And uh, <laughs> is it okay? Yeah, 
Okay. They just looked the other way, basically, then, right? I mean, yeah, so he, okay. it's kind of, they all came up in the, the old army, so to speak. So they're like, well, if you can serve our country, you can have a beer. Oh, they're like, absolutely. really? Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're like, just don't be stupid. Right. So then uh, he leaves, and we wait about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, and then I'm like, all right, I'll pick up my beer, and we'll continue having a good night. So then I had run down to my pickup for something, and it was in the barracks parking lot, and my buddy, he runs down the stairs coming after me, and he's like, he's like, hey, we should, uh, we should do something tonight. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a few. I'm, I'm at least that smart. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be driving. And he's like, do you got any rope? Kind of fucking questions, huh? I was like, we could call somebody, okay? Right. Because like, uh, dark, dark humor is a big part of the military. So I'm like, hey, we could right. call somebody if you're feeling this way. And he's like, no, no, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's horrible. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. But it, anybody who's listening that's been in the military will understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he's like, yeah, get some rope. Meet us back upstairs. I was like, all right. Right. So I dug in the toolbox of my pickup, and I grab this section of like this nylon rope you know you can get it in a bundle down at ace hardware right right and uh so we i go upstairs and he hands me another beer and he's like you want to rappel down the side of this building hell yeah I do. yes i do actually like, yes what? i do well it's like who are you who do you think you're talking to let's yeah, do this yeah, so, it doesn't, uh... it's like the movie uh was it Step Brothers? Do we just become best friends? Do you want to practice karate in the garage? Yeah, no, of course I do. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what it was. So we're all remembering, and none of us have done rappelling right. since, like, probably basic training. Right. And right. for me, that was closer than a lot of these other guys. And you're all drunk. And, you, and we're all drunk. Yeah. And in basic training, okay. you were sober doing it. Yeah. So yeah, a little different. Yeah. 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 I mean, so we're trying to like tie these. Rope harnesses around, you know, our waist and our crotch and everything. Rope and, harness. And we're tied off to the top, and then here comes staff duty again. Because there's no rhyme or reason as to when they do their walkthroughs. Sure. And he sees us, and he's like, don't die. Turns around and walks the other way. <laughs> Somebody's all tied up in mid-rope diaper. You're all, oh. Yeah, it was me and my buddy Daniels, and we're just like... You freeze like he's a T-Rex. Like, he won't see yeah, us yeah. as long as we're still. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just <laughs> don't die. All right, let's do this. Fair enough. So we get over the balcony, and we ended up rappelling down to the floor a little bit faster than we should have. Right. And so, you know, limping back up the stairs, we're like, all right, let's just sit here for the rest of the night. So half an hour passed, an hour, whatever. Sure. We get another uh, kid. He's a newer soldier. Just been on Fort Hood for maybe maybe three months. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? I'm like, we're rappelling down the side of the barracks. You want to try it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so we get him, uh, you know, strapped in and everything, and he fucking makes it to about the second floor and lets go and just falls. Oh, shit. Oh. We're like, shit. We just gotta... like out of fun or just he forgets what he's doing? I, I guess. I mean, he was. How many, how many stories he in? It was probably about to the top of the uh, the first floor, so it's probably only like maybe ten feet. Okay. But he ended up, you know, falling flat on his back, Ugh. knocked the wind out of him. Of course. And so now there's five, six guys who are pretty pretty drunk, you know, and uh, we're like, oh, what do we do? We're just standing over the balcony, like, <laughs> is he dead? You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> is he twitching or moving? Yeah. <laughs> 
So we run down there, and by the time we got down there, staff duty was there. And this NCO's like, you guys, like, he's flying. He said he's okay. He's going to go back up to his room. <laughs> I got his room key. I'm going to check on him periodically to make sure he's not concussed, make sure he's not yeah. seasoned up. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. He gets put in his room. We're sitting back on the balcony just like, oh, let's, let's not do anything that stupid ever again. Right. Well, somewhere in the middle of that night, it got reported. And so now there's somebody else on staff duty with this other NCO. And he ends up walking through. That's all he did all night was he would third floor, second floor, first floor, you know, and just, just zigzag all the way through. Right, right. So He's babysitting. Yeah, and, and he probably should have been at first. Right. But uh, <laughs> so at this point we're like, yeah, let's fucking let's go to bed. We need, to, we need to go to sleep. And my buddy's like, no, we still got, you know. 15 beers here we still got to finish this before we go to bed i'm like yeah you're right you know we don't waste yeah happy plate (laughs) (laughs) so we're sitting there we're being mellow we got some music going we got you know beers to drink cigarettes to smoke right this other nco he walks past and he's like you know i haven't checked your guys's ids and i looked i'm like okay yeah here's my i took off you you ran i ran (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't even, there was no rhyme or reason. I ran to my pickup without my key, so it's not like I could get in the cab and hide. Right, right. And so I just sat there. My buddy, he comes down, and he's like, hey, he left. It's like, okay. So I go back up, and I looked at my beer. I'm like, you know what? I think we're, I think we're good for the night. Yeah, yeah. And so through you know, peer pressure and being called a bitch enough, you're like, you know what? Give me my beer back. <laughs> So, and what we would do is there's about four bedrooms, you know, next to each other that were me and my friends and you know, a couple of the guys that we know. Right. Well, just left our doors open. Uh, music's going in one room. You got one other guy over here with, you know, the cold beer. You know, you got a, another guy over here playing Xbox for some reason when he could be having a better time. Yeah. And uh, so I just w- walked into a random room. You know, I had to, I had to take a piss. So walked into the room, walked into the bathroom. I'm doing my thing. And... Then my buddy Daniels, he's at the at the door, and he's like, he's like, hey sergeant, hey sergeant, you have, you haven't checked his, you haven't checked his, and I'm coming out of the bathroom, you know, did up my pants, grab my beer, and I'm like, oh shit, you don't have an ID or what's going on? I was 19. Oh, so no. I was underage. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm like, oh, screw, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like here's my career, here's everything, and so he's like, he's like, why don't you come out here? All right, sits me down on this chair, and he's like, "Where's your ID?" I was like, "I don't even know where my wallet's at." I was like, "But I can tell you this right now, because I'm not gonna lie to you." I was like, "That's not who I am." I'm 19 years old, 18, 19 years old, you know. Yeah. I was like, uh, "I have been drinking, and this is not my first beer." He's like, "Are you ready for Monday morning? I'm gonna take you down to Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major of the Battalion, you know, and he's he's top dog, right?" Okay. And he's like, you're going to have to explain to him and then explain to the BC that you're out here underage drinking. I was like, what's, what's the BC? Uh, the battalion commander. Okay. So, I mean, when shit rolls downhill, they, they're they the ones taking the shit. Right, right. And, uh, right. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I guess. Like, this is, this is my fate. This is it. This is the end of my career. I've only been active duty for, you know, six months to a year. Right. And I'm... I'm content. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's let's get out of here. Let's go get me in trouble right now. Take me to the MPs, whatever. Right. And he's like, all right, you ready? Let's go. And he grabs me by the arm. And I was like, well, 
can I take my beer? <laughs> and he, he busted up laughing. He's like, he's like, hey, man, sit down. He's like, let me tell you something. He's like, the other shit you pulled earlier, repelling down the side of the barracks? He's like, I got in trouble for that. It's like, oh, my bad. And he's like, but if you guys are just going to keep doing this, you know, chilling out, having a good time, I ain't going to give you no trouble. That's cool. I was like, ah, oh, you're, you're cool. And I was like, so you want a beer? You know, just yeah. joking. And he's yeah. like, give me one in a shot. I'm like, oh. All right, well, we're friends now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you got away with it. Uh, yeah, I got away with it. Well, that's cool. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Your buddy was okay? Yeah, he ended up uh, just knocking the wind out of himself. He was yeah. actually back, you know, later on that night having a couple beers with us. Uh, he actually called his mom and explained what had happened. He put her on speaker, and she called, or she was talking to us, and she was ripping our asses about, why yeah. would you let him do this? I'm like, he's 18 years old. Like, he's he's not a child, you know? <laughs> but we should have been. There's why he's in the Army and not the college. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like how you have a bitch threshold. Like, you know you're not going to do this anymore, and then, like, okay, that's the 17th bitch. All right, you got me. Give me my beer back. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, give me my beer back. Up to 16 bitches, I can, I can hold you off. But 17 bitches, <laughs> that's too much. Give me give me the goddamn beer. So now it's starting it. to mean something. Yeah, give it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're starting to hurt my feelings and affect my ego. So what did you think about that one, Jennifer? Um, I think that is extremely highly plausible. I, you know, the hijinks in the military, first of all, right. and um, – yeah, I also know about shit rolling downhill. And re- repelling's not easy, right? Like, it looks easy, but if you don't have the control of facing forward and you crash, you're going to have a problem. Listen, if you're right? drunk and then make two Nothing's harness easy. made out of nylon rope, no, it's probably not <laughs> easy, right? I mean, it's no, not. No, it was... Uh... That was my favorite part, is right. the visual yeah. of your commanding officer walking in, seeing a rope diaper tied around your balls, legs, and going, oh, yeah, they're about to do what I've done. So oh, yeah, I can only imagine the visual of him just going, oh, yeah, here we History repeats itself. Yeah, he's like, I know how this rolls. And just saying, yeah. be careful. I didn't see this. I think that's great. You know how much drunken MacGyvering I've done in my life. I mean, just start building shit. There's a comedian who has a funny joke. It's not drinking, it's marijuana. How they say marijuana leads to, it's a gateway drug. leads to harder drugs, but no, it just leads to carpentry. That kind of shit, right? Yeah, like, right. You, you just start building shit. So. Snacks and naps. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, I mean, I'm a carpenter. Yeah, yeah. You can give a crackhead some crack, you know, nothing to smoke out of. They're going to... <laughs> They're gonna flip out. You give a pothead some some weed, nothing to smoke out of. They will become an engineer. Yes, they will. They will. I'm so, so convinced a- uh, Adam and Eve. Adam was a stoner. That's how we got that great apple. And then there's somebody was crackhead for the tinfoil that went in it. When I was the night manager at the Wendy's in town, uh, they used to get high there all the time. One day I catch them in the garbage bin or the little fenced-in garbage area, and they've got a potato that they have hollowed out, and they're now getting high. A potato. I'd have to walk through and check every sink for the filters, the little screens in the sink, and be like, okay, who's got the screen for this one? You fuckers got to buy your own screens. And you're down to one potato a week, okay? you got to make that potato last, all right? I don't want to be doing potato inventory. And when uh, Lynn's like, why are we down 15 potatoes? Because we have people with a drug problem here, Lynn. I don't have to tell you. These guys are getting high as shit funny. with potatoes. I go out there, and he's got the potato to his mouth, and he's lighting it on fire. I'm like, what does that even do? What are you doing? He's like, we're getting high. I'm like, oh, fucking potato? What's that do, you know? So, uh, yeah, it, it got to a point where I'm like, you guys need to buy a pipe. 
I was to tell you, hide it in the office, buy a pipe. No more potato. No more. No more papas. No, no more papas. Stealing the screens. I remember stealing screens uh, anywhere I could find one. Oh, you're a monster! I used to get so pissed off of them. I know when they start getting high because I'd hear the fryer click back on. You know what I mean? And a bag of nuggets go down. I'm like, God, they're stoned. <laughs> and then I go stoned with them. I was a pilot for like three months out of my life. But yeah, man, we. I don't know how that Wendy's is still open. The nugget debt they have must be just horrendous. So. The nugget death. <laughs> Dude, there was so many nuggets. There's like 45 chickens worth of nuggets done. All right. All right. That was barracks repelling. You got two more. We got riding in a trunk and how we all got arrested at a barbecue. Jen, what do you what do you want to hear? Um, I'm I'm going to take an assumption. I want that you want to hear that last. I, I want to go with how we all got arrested at a barbecue. There you go. All right. So, and for preference, these all take place when I was in the military. Okay. Uh, I met a met one of my buddies. He was in a different uh, company than I was, but we often worked together and became good friends. I actually just talked to him today. You know, hey, how's life going? That type of deal. What's, and, your, what's uh, your buddy's name? Uh, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? So uh, he was always like, hey, come over to the house. Let's." And it was never – he was – he's older than me, so he's old enough to be like, hey, let's, let's have a fun night the adult way, you know. Have a few beers, watch a movie, you know, have a bonfire, right. that type of deal. Right. So he calls me, and this is like maybe the second or third time I go over to his house. And uh, so I walk in, and his wife was in my company, so I knew her pretty well, and, you know, we we're all, all good friends. Like a like little family, honestly. So her boys are running up to me. And they're like, hey, what's going on? You know, they were, I want to say, four and seven. Okay. You know, so they're still at that age where anybody that walks through the door, they're, they're your best friend. You yeah, know? of course, of course. And uh, here's the bad influence uh, uncle, you know, coming with a 30 rack of beer, just being like, yeah, let's, let's have some fun. So we're there, and uh, I was the only one. We He had probably seven or eight people that he invited over right. and we're doing our thing we're you know, some guys are in the garage working on somebody's vehicle you know me and Jeff were out back you know with the kids and uh his wife you know we're, we're grilling for everybody and then you got a couple other people that are sitting inside just you know being antisocial, I sure. guess sure so uh that goes on and we're we're having a good time you know nobody was out of hand, nobody was, I, I wouldn't even say anybody was drunk. We are all just kind of sipping on our beers, having a good time, enjoying the company. Right. And uh, I remember I went inside, and I went into this bathroom, and it was like a half bath, so it had a had just the toilet and the sink, right? Mm-hmm. No shower, no nothing. So I'm standing there and taking a piss, and then next thing I know, somebody's banging on the door. Just I'm like, I'm like hey, you know, occupado, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I get pot of was that I don't know, but yeah. it works, right? On the liputo. So I'm like, hey, you know what's going on? You know, I finish up, wash my hands, open the door. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, hey, you know, there, there's cops outside. I'm like, okay. What? Why does that matter to me? Yeah, yeah. Like this ain't my house. I didn't do nothing. Yeah, just... And so they're like, well, you're not 21, are you? I'm like, no, I, I am. I turned 21 when I was in Europe. So. Right. I'm legal now. You yeah, know, yeah. Don't have to. Plus, I'm hiding in the only little bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I like to yeah. so shut the door, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they're like, oh, no, they want everybody out here. I was like, all right. So you see everybody walking outside. You know, we're walking into the backyard. 
you know, people are just setting their drinks down. They're like, I don't, I don't need to get in trouble. Because some of them are underage. Uh, no, just no, no. I guess they didn't want to come off as belligerent to the police gotcha. or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. So then there's me. Yeah. I'm just cracked another beer. And, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm like, what seems to be the problem? Like, why do I have to stop midstream, man? Like, this is this is bullshit. Not bad. That hurts. <laughs> yeah. By the way, does it? It hurts. It, yeah. it is terrible. It's not fun. I would. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to. Ten out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, a cork for sure, but just yeah, I don't think it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not fun. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyways, walking out there and we ask them what's going on, and they're like, "Oh, so and so over here's got a warrant." So again, I had to stop midstream because this guy has, and he's here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so they wanted to get all of our statements as to how he's been acting, who he, who he is around us, that kind of right, thing. Right, right. So they get our statements, and mine went along the lines of, yeah, I met him like two hours ago. You know, we just both showed up here with beer, and right. now we're kind of buddies, you yeah. know, kind of talking shit to each other, you know, like, you know, friends do, I guess. Of course. And, uh, yeah, I don't know much about him, so I'm not much help. So they haul him off, and we're like, okay, I guess – what are you going to do? You know, we're, we're not going to stop having a good time just because he got arrested. Right, right. Like, that's his problem. And so uh, my buddy Jeff had actually called uh, his wife, who was, they were separated. So they weren't living together. He was kind of just couch surfing. Sure. Calls her, and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's his problem. I don't need him in my life. I don't want him in my life. Come to find out, he actually went to jail because she lied and this was later proven um, in court that she lied about him being abusive. And so I'm like, well, when do we get to see him again? Like, is he going to be at the next barbecue? And <laughs> like, that was my concern, right, you know. Right. And from what I've seen, he was, a, he was a really good guy that just wrong place, wrong time, crazy woman. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so that was that. Was that. I mean, he uh, turns out he, he was found innocent on all charges. Uh, he was a good guy, and she actually ended up getting, I think, fined. She didn't do no time. Sure. But, uh, you tell the cops, just arrest him, get him out of here. We're going to teach the kids how to repel off the roof. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> we got shit to do, man. Let's do this. Why is right. there a four-year-old on the roof? Well, there's a, this is called training, sir. All right? <laughs> That's fine. We got weight enough of nylon <laughs> rope on him. It's fine. Men. We, we We tested it. We tested it. He can hold his weight. It's fine. It'll be yeah. fine. It's We're Spider-Man <laughs> bed sheets that are tied around <laughs> him. <laughs> It'll be fine. Mind your business, Cavalcade. He's okay? perfectly safe if he's got yeah. his Spider-Man bed sheets. Yeah. Uh, he's not endangered until we push him. That's uh, the point you get to step uh, in. So. Uh, look, we got the little trampoline right under him. You yeah, know. Yeah, he yeah. should <laughs> fall right here, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. As the cops writing out the report, he's like, how do you spell repelling? We're like, like, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Just ask Siri, you know. She yeah. didn't help me. Maybe she'll yeah. help you. That's funny. That's funny. You were in Europe. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. None of these stories are Europe, though. Uh, one of them is. Okay. I guess the last one is. So, well, you got arrested at the barbecue in Europe. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You turned 21 in Europe. Yep, yep. I am a good listener, I swear. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> all right, all right. And you had to cut your pee off twice. That does suck. It's yeah, not it was, fun. It's not. Well, we're, we're, like, so, I mean, I guess for, for the last one, we weren't all arrested. We are all detained. I mean, to the point where you couldn't walk back into the house. Right. Until so, they were done with you. Yeah, and I thought that was utter 
bullshit because I'm like, dude, like we, we did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Nothing major, just a violation of your fourth civil right or <laughs> yeah, something, just something like that. Yeah, just, yeah, that's there. fine. You guys do what you want. You want, you want, you want to beat one of the kids with a, with a the, the nightstick? It's fine. Just kick the shit out of it. It's fine. Nobody rule of thumb, sir. Rule of thumb. You got to yeah. remember that. Don't yeah. return them to your pa- their parents when they're dead. All right. So what do you think about that one, Jen? Um, I thought what I thought that was interesting. I've had something similar happen out of Jackson Lake with oh. the Fort Morgan police. Um, we I'm were all detained. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, who yeah. got arrested? No, you get a library. Did you almost get arrested? Or did you have a friend get almost almost arrested? No, we. They lined us up. It was. Remember, I was talking about the night before my state boards for beauty school. Cops come <laughs> bust party. State boards for beauty school is great. They students. lined us all up, and if you were over twenty one, you got. Contributing, and if you were under 21, you got open container. Oh, shit. Everybody at the party was ticketed. And I come stumbling in like 5.30 in the morning. My mom was like, where are you going to take your state boards for cosmetology? I'm like, let's go. You're better than me. I'd have been like, so, not today. <laughs> and I was over 21, but I didn't buy the booze. So I was like, can you please just write me a ticket? Yeah, I have yeah. adult things to get to I, I tomorrow. Gotta, I got to cut hair tomorrow, assholes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to take state boards for cosmetology? Oh, yeah. There's this, if you, yeah, and we have we have to display our license like doctors. <laughs> it's hilarious. I know that one and of my I, friends. It's weird, right? It's weird. One of my friends, actually, she's a, a beautician and uh she wanted to get her barber's license. I thought it was this crazy Even more. Thing. Yeah. And it's harder. Is it, it harder? You have to do five hundred more hours of training because you gotta use learn how to use straight razor. Uh, I'm not allowed to use a straight razor. Anyway, what? And you know, our friend, you know, she's uh she's a beautician in uh, Fort Morgan and she has a barber's license, you know, so that's good. She asked me to be one of her models, and I'm like, hell yeah, you know, cut me up. And as I'm sitting in the chair, I'm like, so how often have you done this? And she's like, oh, I did, and, you know, my brother, you know, and so-and-so. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I was like, so what does this entail? I'm thinking, like, you got to cut hair with your eyes closed or something. She's like, oh, no, I'm just using this little straight razor. I'm like, and the course is that long, you know? So, I mean, they're... Yeah, they're, there's lots of strict laws. Um, <laughs> they just passed one. My Sydney is acting up. They just passed one now where we're supposed to report if a woman, if we think, or a woman tells us she's being domestically abused. So Carrie Ankrum told me that also. Big that they deal. Have, they have to. I, I, I do understand that. You know, I do I too. But that. yeah, yeah. We're also trusted right. people by those women in our chairs, and I've always said you can tell. They're not in the salon alone. Their husband's in the salon with them. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. they don't have to say anything. Carrie's told me that before, that if someone mentions something, she has to report it. Yep. So that's that's a crazy. But good. That's good. Because so, if you're going to beat your old lady, you're a piece of shit anyway. You should go to jail. Coward. So anyway. Exactly. All right. I like that one too. But I do you have a front runner? Um, no, I do not have a front runner okay. as of yet. I do. So. Okay. One I believe more than the other one, but uh, we'll we'll get there pretty soon. So, one more, Mr. Anthony, riding in a trunk. This was a uh, look at the smile on his face. I can't wait to hear it. It, it was a very eventful night. So, uh, when we were in Europe, we were in uh, Romania, 
and for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the base we were on, but it was a small base. I'd say probably the size of Laprino's footprint. Okay. So, and that, that was the entire base, minus the airfield. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, well, that's nothing. And we had, I know that the Army alone had four barracks buildings, and that was just for the male soldiers. And then we had Romanian uh, soldiers that were there as well, and then we also had uh, Canadian soldiers. So okay. we were all kind of intermingled on this base. And the biggest thing that we didn't like was the fact that we have been over here, I think at that point it was for maybe four or five months, and we were just ready to, we wanted to go do something. We're not, not necessarily go home, but we wanted to go out and go experience other things besides waking up at 6.30 and running 10 miles right. and uh, working all day, you know, right. so... Uh, I was a mechanic. I was a 91 hotel track mechanic. <coughs> and uh, our day consisted of wake up, do PT, go to the motor pool, uh, fix a bunch of dumb shit that shouldn't have been broken in the first place, right. and then go home, you know. And so for a while, uh, we were on GO1, and what that means is you're not allowed to go out and drink and indulge in, you know, the... You're not allowed to do anything. Right. You it's your work. level of leave, right? Like if you're yeah, allowed so like to we're leave on the lockdown. base. Or... So we couldn't leave the base at all. And even if you were walking around the base, like I used to walk around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning talking to my, my girlfriend, now my wife. And uh, maybe, What's your name? Uh, Bella. What's up, Bella? Hopefully she listens. Hope she supports me. But, you know, uh-huh, not, uh-huh. Right. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I'd be up, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning walking around just – you know how it is when you're on the phone with somebody, you know, good conversation. Right. I ended up on one side of the base at the motor pool where I worked. I ended up on the other side next to the fence, you know, just, just talking, you know, having a good conversation. I got stopped multiple times. Hey, you need to be in bed. You're not my dad, you know, so <laughs> I don't need to. But uh, so we finally get uh, – GO1 gets lifted, and one of my good friends, Guerrero, he uh, – What's up, Guerrero? He says, hey, we're going to go out tonight. It's like, I'm good. And he's like, no. You're gonna go out tonight. It's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna watch my Netflix, watch my Sons of Anarchy, yeah, yeah. and just leave me alone. You know, yeah. you guys go out, you guys have fun. I'll, I'm gonna stay here and save my money. Right. So then Guerrero called me a bitch like 17 times, and I had to go. <laughs> he hit the bitch threshold. Yeah, he hit the bitch threshold. Guerrero okay. is the beer. Let's go. Yeah. So I I was like, all right, cool. Let me shower real quick. So I jumped in the shower, got ready, and we went out and. I look just like I do now. I hoodie, pants, and boots. That's all I wear. And uh, Guerrero's like, yeah, we're going to go out with all these other people. So there was, it was me, Guerrero, Kyle, uh, Stevenson, and uh, Amaral. You know, there's a bunch of other guys, right? Right. We called this guy who, to come give us a ride in his cab, right? And so there's like five or six of us standing out there like, hey, man, let's uh, – you, you want to take us over here? And I'm like, wait, wait, where are we going? They're like, we're going, going to this nightclub. Man, I, don't, I don't do nightclubs. They're like, trust me, you'll enjoy it. It's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so we go to this nightclub. Well, let me back up. The cab driver's standing there, and he's like, I, I can't fit all of you. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, you need to call another cab for one person or for you know a couple people so you guys don't get separated. And my dumbass jokingly says, well, you got a trunk, right? He, he's like, 
the kids know I'm wrong. He's like, do you want to ride in the trunk? I was like, like now nah, we'll put the dumbest person in the trunk. Well, I look around and everybody's bigger than me, you know. And yeah. I'm like, well, it looks like I'm the smallest and the dumbest because it's my idea. <laughs> so I jump in the trunk of like this, it's like this Ford uh, Focus, right? A little right. sedan. Jesus, seriously? It's yeah. tiny. Oh, my God, it's tiny. It was, but at the same time, I felt like a king because you had, you know, the, dri- the taxi cab driver. And then you had, you know, one of my buddies. And then you had four of the guys in the back seat. Right. You know, three, four of the guys in the back seat. And they're sitting you know, like sardines just, in a can. Yeah, just just scrunched, in. yeah. So I might be in like a, a half ball in the trunk, but you know what? It was nice. At least you got ballroom, right? Yeah. And I also found a soccer ball back there that I used as a pillow, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's all moving with your head. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And like th- there was one point where I remember I, uh, I like called or texted my mom. No, I called her because she, she didn't answer because it was obviously... While like, you were in the trunk. Yeah. And she's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, uh, just going out with my friends, you know? And she's yeah. like, oh, where are you at? I was like, don't know. She's like, that, that doesn't make me feel better, you know? Right. I'm, I'm the baby Somewhere of the family. In Eastern Europe. Yeah. I, was, I could be going... <laughs> I could be getting sold for all I know, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I've seen Hostel, you know? <laughs> so, well, like, I was going to be my first question. Have you not seen Hostel? Like the kid who left the soccer ball. That's now you, so yeah. Yeah, so I mean... And she's like, she's like, oh my god, let me know when you get where you're going. I need to know that you're safe. I'm like, I'll be okay. Like it's gonna, it'll buff out, mom. Don't worry. Right. Love you. Bye. Hung up. So then, you know, you feel the car come to a stop, and then you can hear the door shut and just do 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 do. You know, and I'm like, guys, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it took about ten minutes before my buddy Guerrero was like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> so he runs out and he like pops drunk and he's like. We forgot about you. I'm like, hey, don't worry. Like, I was comfortable. You know, I had this, yeah. had this nice pillow right here. Right. You know, probably got some dog shit on it. But, right, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. So he's like, all right, well, we're going to go to this, this little nightclub first. Go to this nightclub. It's all a loud music, strobe lights, dancing, you know, n- not my scene. A techno dance. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of standing at the bar and uh, I recognize the guy next to me. I'm like, it's our cab driver. And, I see him drinking. It's at like a like a uh, like a whiskey glass. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm riding in the trunk of this guy's car and he's drinking straight vodka, like I am <laughs> screwed, right? Actually, probably the safest one there. But go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, so he's, I mean, he's just killing him. I'm like, oh fuck, like this is this is gonna get bad fast. Right. Come to find out, it was just water. You know, I was I was so much more relieved when I saw the bartender. She comes up, she pours him some water. You know, and, yeah. and so we're like, hey, you know, what do you want to what do you want to do tonight? And he's like, I don't know, I'm kind of hungry. And the good part about this guy was he only charged to take us from base into town, and he would drive us around town all night, and then charges to take us back. That's cool. So, because he made so much money on us dumb drunk kids, right? You know, from the ride there plus tips and the ride back plus tips he could just he could afford to do that right so then you know we left left that club and we went to like this i don't want to call it a gentleman's club and i'm not going to call it a strip club because it wasn't okay because i made that very clear that, that is one thing that i refuse to do it's not my scene and i do have morals you know right so what if they call you a bitch 17 times i i think i'll let that one slide okay. you know you can, we're off to dandy dance <laughs> <laughs> So we go to this, it, it's like a gentleman's club type lounge, and it was like right next door, right? 
So we're sitting there having a good time, uh, taking Jaeger bombs and just enjoying the company, enjoying our friends, our brothers that are with us. Well, somebody got in a fight with the urinal <laughs> and lost. Oh, shit. Yeah, so we got the bouncer, this, you know, big-ass guy, just fucking seven foot tall and 400 pounds. He's like, you guys need to leave. We're like, all right. So right. We're, we're getting escorted out by this huge-ass bouncer. And so everybody's, like, packing into the car. They're like, yeah, we got to go. We got to go before we have to pay for it. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, fuck, I get back in the trunk. All right. I popped the trunk. I jumped in. I closed it. So my buddy calls me. He's like, hey, are you in the trunk? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Like, just, just go. You know? <laughs> you know? yeah. So we're going back to post. And at this uh-huh. point, it's probably, I'd say, 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. We were supposed to be back at 11. Right. You know, so we're, we're way past curfew. And after a certain hour, uh, that driver is permitted or has to, by regulation, open all doors and all compartments. So. <laughs> oh, they're doing it. They're doing, yeah, they're doing a search. So the people that were working the gate were Marines and the Marines were like, ah, yeah, I just go through, just go through our cab pulls up and they're like, all right, yeah, we're going to do a full search. So I'm like, shit, we're we're so screwed. Like I am, I'm not going to make it out of the military. Right. You know, the same rank that I am now. Right. And, uh, so I'm like, shit, (laughs) pops trunk and he's like, just shuts it. Just <laughs> you're good to go. Let him through. You're the third one today. It's probably you know. What I mean? <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Slip this one under the right. Get yeah, out of yeah. here. Yeah, he looks dumb enough. He's fine, you know. And so they he pulls on the post, and my buddy hurries up and he jimmies open the trunk, you know. And he's like, "We gotta go. We gotta go to bed." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "They're doing bed checks." I'm like, "Shit." So we bolt, you know. We're running about maybe maybe 50 yards right. from where the cab drops us off to our barracks. And so we haul ass, we get in there, and, I mean, we all jumped into bed. I'm st- I still got my shoes on or my boots on, and I'm under the covers. I'm just pretending I'm asleep. I'm, oh, it's okay. Like, nobody's going to know. Uh, well, somebody had uh, snitched that not everybody was back, you know, not being a good friend. They have snitches. And uh, so then my NCOs come in. They're like, hey, bad checks, everybody. Get your fucking asses up. And we're like, right. all right. You know, so we wake up, and we're like, what's going on here? They're like, oh, yeah, somebody wasn't back. You know, apparently somebody was just lying. We're like, yeah, you know, just whatever. And so after they left, I finally went back to, or actually went to bed. Next morning, my buddy's like, can you believe you rode in a trunk for like half the night? I was like, I can't believe you guys let me. Like, that's, <laughs> like, looking back, I'm like, he, like, because traffic there's terrible. Right. Yeah, right, you right. can't get out. Yeah, I'm like, so what, what would have happened if you had know, gotten a wreck? Because uh, a few weeks after that, there was uh, three soldiers that were actually in a cab, and it was just the three of them, uh, two in the back, one in the front, and then the driver. And they ended up getting into a, a rear-end collision, and everyone was okay, you know. Right. But the one guy, he uh, ended up hitting his head, and he has a nice little Harry Potter scar on his forehead. Nice. Uh, the two in the back seat, the girl, she was fine. Just, you know, maybe a little bit of mild whiplash from getting hit and but then, anybody in the trunk is not gonna make it yeah so like that was it was a really big eye-opener like a, a couple weeks later i'm like damn like what if right. it was the same cab driver <laughs> so we're like holy shit you right, know right. it was it was a crazy and eventful night but it was one yeah. night that we still talk about with the three friends that i still talk to we still talk about it we still reminisce and we still laugh about it yeah like it's just 
it's that kind of thing that we all bonded over that sure. it's amazing. So you know how many times on this podcast this came up with Joe Machuca. Um, this podcast is good at telling stories about times you probably should be dead. I mean, the, the over a hundred and something episodes I've heard people over and over tell me stories that I shouldn't be here. You don't realize yeah. how close you were probably at times. Yeah. To be seriously fucked up. Until you look back on it, you know, and you're like, Oof. You know, and you're a young guy still. Anthony, I guarantee it's going to happen more and more in your life. When you look back, and you're like, man, I am so lucky I, I dodged a bullet there. You know, you just don't realize when it's happening. And what's funny is, you know, you know, I'm 25, and being 25, you're everyone, especially, like, at our work, like, oh, you're young, you got plenty of living to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I have actually matured a lot, I think so, from the time that I was 18 years old to now. Because I do look back at stuff. I don't, I don't speed that much anymore, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm like, ah, you know, that could be a ticket. That could be my life, you know. So yeah. there's a lot of growing up you do, you know, from in that little brief time span. So. Right. I worked at a nightclub when I was your age, so <laughs> it was a, it was a free-for-all. <laughs> I'm sure, you know. In, in Pueblo? No, Pueblo, yeah. It's, it's, it's like being in a foreign country. It's fucking crazy. So uh, what do you think about that one, Jen? Um, I thought that was great. I would not trust one friend even let me out of a trunk at a drive-in. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's four country. Ten bucks. Up your ass, I would be but in that trunk. To be fair, I didn't fit in the trunk, so. You know, I mean, who, are you talk, who, who are you talking to? <laughs> right. So, shit. Like, I, barely, I ain't riding in the trunk, motherfuckers. <laughs> girl, I barely fit in the damn car. You yeah. know what I mean? So little in the trunk. But I thought that story was going to go way different area. I thought... He's in concert. Are you in the trunk? Because we're still outside, and you were in a different trunk. That's what I thought was yeah. going to happen. Like your your ass is heading to Greece or something. I you thought know? you were going to get stuck in the trunk. <laughs> what do you think about that one? Um, I thought that one was totally fun. And you're right. You created memories. Yeah. And that will be one that will always stick with yeah, you. Yeah, memories are amazing, dude. So. And there's no doubt in my mind All that right. once again, you weren't going to spend any money on a, a cab for two. Yeah. I Just think put me in the trunk. I think by the end of it, everyone checked their bank accounts, and this guy ended up making over a thousand dollars on us, off of us. Just that night, running you that back night, and forth. Good because for him. he would. We paid him for the trip to and from. Right, you know, we got to town. Like, oh hey, here's your money. You know, and we got back. Hey, here's your money. Right. But the fact that you have. Five, six drunk kids. They're just like, oh, well, we're rich over here. Here you go. Here yeah. you go. I mean, and yeah. I'm like, I think alone, I spent probably like $200. I'm guessing more than half of that was on just the cab ride alone. But you had that relationship with that cab driver, right? Yeah. And there was a there was a, a little restaurant in Pueblo called the Southwest Grill. Every day after work, we go eat breakfast there at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, whenever we got off. And Gilbert was one of the uh, waiters there, super gay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, flaming gay. He was Gilbert, yeah. not Gilbert. Yeah, but he, he was also a hairdresser during the day. So it got to a point where mo- almost every waitress took them and their kids to Gilbert. You know, But this dude would clean house with us because we'd go in there shit-faced from work already. We'd get hammered at work. You, you work in a bar. Let's be serious now. Yeah. We would go in there and just drop money for tips. You know what I mean? Because we, all, all we had his cash on us, dude. You know what I mean? And you're hammered and you you love Gilbert. and this dude was no dummy, man. I mean, he'd come and he, he'd just wait on our table. That's it. After we got there, we were the kings of that place. Like, nobody else got the service we got, man. Like, my Pepsi never got half empty, you know, and Gilbert was all over. And uh, jewelry everywhere, like, Liberace was crazy, man. But that dude, he uh, he buddied up to the whole staff at Pepper's Nightclub, man, and they, they, he cleaned house, man. So Nice. All right, Jen. Well, Anthony, when we pick to see which one we think is the bullhugger, we rock, paper, scissors. 
How do you rock, paper, scissors? I do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. He's a four pumper. Oh. So we got a four pump now. Oh, we do? Yeah, whatever they are. You just want to do three? No. We're going to do four? Let's try a four. Are you ready? Yep. Oh. I can't. Can I do this? Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Before we go on any further, I do want to say... Uh, if you are new to the podcast uh, and you want to help, if you like what you've heard or watched today, on the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, there's a little red button. That's our subscribe button. Please check it out and hit that. And, uh, it's a little quick for you, but a big click for us. Also, in the description below, you will see a link for the uh, Brush Emporium. Make sure you check out their Facebook page and hit a like, man. Follow these guys. So when they open, you uh, know what's going on. I'm also going to bring up something real quick. Anthony's wife is a baker. She bakes the most amazing treats does she have a Facebook? Does she have anywhere to find her? Yeah, so she has a Facebook, uh, Instagram business page. Okay. Uh, she's under uh, Sugar Beet Treats. Okay. Uh, she's based out of Fort Morgan. Uh, there's also a similar uh, shop in Fort Morgan. Sugar uh, Beet Treats. Beet as in like Sugar Beet or B-E-T or? Yeah. Okay. And uh, she, uh, she sells her stuff out of there. She does custom orders. Um, so if you look her up, get her get her contact info off uh, Facebook or Instagram and I mean she does I don't like sweets personally but everything that she has made that I have tried it is amazing and so I feel like that's a more honest opinion and uh, I'm, you've had it at work you know okay here's the deal I love the name. every time it shows up I hate it I absolutely hate it because it's delicious is it's, she the it's one amazing doing the cookies does she have that cookie car I saw a cookie cart one day in town no nope she always sugar beet made. treats. Anthony always brings it in and leaves it on the table, and they do people like locusts. These guys what go great after it. Homage and to the sugar beet industry. But she does an amazing job. Everything I've not had anything she's made that I've not been like this sucks. It's all it's the, As a matter of fact, I'm like you need to tell Anthony. I said, how the hell is Anthony not 500 pounds? You explain this to me. These these they're really good. So one more time, how do we find her? Uh, so you're gonna find her on Facebook and Instagram, uh, sugar beet treats. Definitely check it out. All one word, all lowercase. I am not sure. I'm sure It'll people be bring easy it up on Facebook enough to find. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays, uh, DJing weddings and stuff, a lot of people are, are, are. She does cakes too. Yes or no? Oh yeah. She does cakes, but the the, the cupcakes are amazing. Because I've seen a lot of uh, couples do that. Now they do a little wedding cake for them and cupcakes for everybody else. If you need someone to do that, I know there's not a lot. Of, uh, there's not a lot of people aren't here to do it, uh, but she does an amazing job. So please check out Bella at uh, at the Sugar Beet Streets Treats. Yeah. Sugar beet okay. Thank you. Like she will appreciate that. Absolutely, yeah. man. No, she does a great job. You and I had a discussion about this one day. So, her getting that off the ground. So, now that we've uh, hoard out all everybody's stuff, uh, and oh, by the way, bullhucker.com, you can find all your stuff. Please make sure you check that out too. You know, while we're doing some whoring. Yeah, whore uh, yourself out too. All right, three great stories. We have barracks repelling, uh, running in the trunk, and how we all got arrested at a barbecue. Now, Jen. Since I won rock, paper, scissors, again, she's been kicking my ass, so I'm gloating now. Um, pick one out. What do you think? Which one? Talk okay. to me, Goose. Talk okay. to me. Okay, let's see. So, Mav, I think that, God, they were all so believable. They're all just so real, you know, nothing outrageous, nothing too crazy. And that's what makes it harder. 
Do you have but one you think is absolutely true? I think when you're in trouble for uh, which one do I think is absolutely no, true? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep the go ahead. Barracks propelling. You think that's true? Yeah. Okay. So other than other two, what do you think? Um. So I'm gonna go with how we all got arrested at a barbecue because I think when it comes down to domestic violence, they don't give a shit about anybody but the guy they're gunning for. Hmm. I think that it probably happened. But I don't think that everybody got detained over it. All right. So on that little thing alone, statement alone, I'm going with how we all got arrested at a barbecue. Uh, So I'm going to say barracks repelling is true. Uh, A lot of detail that you can see. Over a couple hundred episodes, I've learned to to watch someone, how they tell a story. Now, uh, you've been guilty about something big time this whole time. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You, You had a lot of pride with that story. You can tell that was a memory in your head you're proud of you love that's awesome the same goes with writing in a trunk you uh you could tell you're proud of that story you know what i mean and you could tell by the look in your eye and the way you told it that is a cherished memory to you uh how we all got arrested at a barbecue i didn't think of the way you thought about it but that didn't have a lot of detail and it seemed like something you put together to have a lie you didn't see the passion behind it i didn't see the passion behind it you know what i'm saying fascinating plus if you uh, had to stop peeing twice i think you'd still be walking funny because it does hurt it's not fun so <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah terrible you'd um, still be backed up a great great job telling the stories but with some people you can tell because they're so passionate about how they tell a story. And you were for those two stories. You were very passionate. And not that you weren't with the how we all got arrested at barbecue. It just didn't have the passion the other two did. So that's the only, that's for the only reason I am actually, uh, I'm actually picking that story. So we're going to double up on this one. Fascinating. Okay. Mr. Bowen, let's check out your board. Dun, dun, dun. How I got arrested at barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. What's not true about it? So... That night, I actually did go to my be- uh, friend's house for a barbecue. Uh, me and Jeff and his wife and their kids. Right. It was the three of us. Right. And th- his house down in Texas, uh, it, his backyard, you can kind of overlook the, the neighborhood. Right. And so we would. We would sit there. We'd barbecue. We'd sit outside, have a bonfire, and just chill out after, you know, all the bullshit of work and the military and sure. all this. But next door, his neighbor was just an ass. Like, you didn't want to talk to him. You didn't want to be around him. If, you know, you were outside pulling up to the house, you wanted to make sure that he didn't see you. Just to avoid him altogether, yeah. Yeah. So he was actually the one that got talked to uh, for the domestic violence stuff Uh because uh, somebody had reported him for it because his wife was, like, never around. She was real timid, really sweet lady. Right. But uh, apparently you talk to her, and this man is... Nothing but a giant teddy bear. And she pays for it. Yeah. So he was... Later. No, because everything that actually came out of it was... Uh, there was no domestic violence. Uh, oh, a neighbor had reported oh, that's it. that's right. She had oh. the, okay, right. It was a lie. But this man had put her on a pedestal so high that she was the only one that ever seen it. He uh. was not... He, you could be walking down the street. Hey, sir, how you doing? I'll go fuck yourself. You know, so he <laughs> he did not like people, but yeah. he loved the hell out of her. Uh, that's cool. So when we figured that out from a couple of friends that uh, Jeff had on the uh, police department, you know, in yeah. the area, we were like, damn, like we were shocked. Right. You know, because we kind of heard about it and we're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then we were more shocked to find out that he was innocent and none of it was true. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, so barracks repelling is true. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, 
like I said, about six months to a year into the military and 18 year olds start drinking, you do dumb shit. Yeah, you do. A 48 year old start drinking, you do dumb shit. Okay. And that never stops. Yeah, it never stops. It never stops. But it's also, it's one of those things where you could, I mean, someone could have been fucked up on that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just don't realize it until you're older. You know, like Joe Machuco was just before you. Uh, he had a story where I asked him, like, how old were you when you realized what trouble you were actually in at that age? You know, and he just kind of sat there. Yeah, I don't think you really know what to answer, you know? It takes a while to to grow up, I mean. To realize you were in trouble. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, you were in trouble, but, I mean, how that could have went south real fast. Yeah. You know? You know, and being so young, yeah, going into the military, because I enlisted, you know, at 18. Right. Left home, you know, by mom and dad. So you go out and you're... You have friends that are anywhere from 17, 18 years old all the way to, you know, 24, 25. Right. And it, just like any other job, you become friends with people that are out of your age range because you just you connect. Right. But it's crazy when they start acting your age and there's no voice of reason. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, looking back, it's like uh, I could have I been arrested for, you know, endangering myself you right. know freaking endangering others you know right. what, what i'm not a cop so i don't i don't know but yeah. you know not to mention the underage drinking right and you know i i remember coming home and i would tell that story to a couple of my friends here and they're like oh you know you're crazy that's awesome you know, that's yeah. so cool and you know just a couple of years ago i'm you know telling the story to one of my cousins and him and his little girlfriend they're like oh that's pretty wild and they're like you don't do that shit anymore do you i'm like no 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 yeah i got a wife that keeps me on she keeps me off the roof with the rope you know so <laughs> <laughs> and how uh riding in a trunk also a true story yeah that was down to the last detail we didn't have a there was no uber x over there well how incredibly dangerous to be in a foreign country doing that too yeah and because that could have went south quick. oh my gosh you know so badly yeah. now like you know i brought up the fact that i called my mom like in the moment, you know, you're kind of liquored up. You don't have it, and you're, right. you know, you're just like, it's gonna be okay. But you know, now it's like, I was dumb enough to do that. Yeah. And then your poor mom, you're in a way. Yeah, I, yeah. You I just, wouldn't be able to handle. You're in a foreign country in a trunk, yeah. riding around. Yeah, she probably sat up all night and. Yeah, like. You know, yeah. Worried, sick, you know. I'd Crazy. beat the shit out of mine upon arrival. Punk home. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell her when I was coming home. So there's a there's yeah. a, There you go. <laughs> Well, Anthony, that was a good job. That was fun, man. Yes. Did you have a good time? Oh, of course. Yeah, you were nervous to begin with. Yes, I was, and, but you, you, it was awesome. You and come back and do it again, seasoned. right? Yes, I will. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Well, man, that was a good time. Uh, yeah, we both beat you, though. I, uh, it's funny, see, but you have a disadvantage. Over 100 episodes, you start, you start learning to, you know. Learn how learn, to read people. Yeah, a little bit. Megan Orcutt, when she came in, uh, I caught her on one little detail that I've started to notice. Some people, when they tell the bullhucker the lie, they'll say this. Okay, this story's great. They'll start selling it before. And that's, that's the only reason I caught her was she'd have that little thing where she goes, this is a true story. They'll, they'll, they'll try and reassure you first, and I'm like, no, oh, that's right there. So no shit, there I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to start trying to pick up. I had to start thinking more like a cop. Yeah. No, well, I mean, that's just stuff I picked up Instead on. Instead of so. a criminal. But anyway, we better get out of here. Uh, once again, Brush uh, and please check them out on the the. Description below. Also, Miss Baker Bella. Check her yeah, out. Sugar and, yeah, Sugar Beet Treats, Brush dude, Emporium, dude, there's the Bullhucker Podcast. Check it all out, man. Guys, Anthony Bowen, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. And, and best of luck in your ventures to become, man. 
Well, we're going to see what happens. Yeah, well, you never know, man, until you try, right? Hope for the best, expect the worst. That's all we can do. That's right. Well, I'm Moose Dunstrom. Gen- generous. Generous. We'll catch you next time. Peace.